I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Liz, I realized I'm probably not going to see that amazing living billboard that Fox did for Fantasy Island, the one by Chateau Marmont. Oh, I haven't seen it either. Maybe we need to put out a call for anyone driving by to please take a photo for us because I am dying to see it. Die. It's like the coolest billboard we've ever had, and we're not going to get to see it. We got to. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living officially in Ojai now, which for those who don't know is this wonderful artsy little town outside of LA where I now live. Um, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about our decision not to make work for ourselves. Then in Take a Hike, we'll talk about how we're both commemorating season one of Fantasy Island. We're also going to amplify a new memoir that I absolutely can't wait to read. And finally, this week's Hollywood hack will help you be prepared for all kinds of different situations. But first, Sarah, we have an update. As you mentioned, you have moved to Ojai. You officially live in Ojai. You you are an Ojai resident. I am. As of like two days ago, we both dropped our kids off at camp. Yes. So our kids are at camp. Yes. And we're doing okay. Uh (laughs) I'm sure they're doing okay. Yes. (laughs) And we're muddling through. And then I, yeah, drove down to a new house in Ojai. It's a rental house because I'm still looking for the right house to buy. But I think it's going to be great in the short term. So, Sarah, do you feel, like, overwhelmed? Is it surreal? Is it cloud nine? Like, how are you feeling? Yes, I would say all of those. It's overwhelming. It's definitely surreal. And it's also really good. I think until Violet's back from camp and we're really living together and living there, it, it won't feel totally real. 
I don't know. I drove to your house today to record because I don't have internet at my house and the drive was totally fine. So I think it's going to be good. Yes. Well, I want to drive up and see the house and go, you know, go to lunch and go hiking. Yes. I love it. Okay. We'll do that in the next few days slash weeks. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week it's not working is what's most pressing in our work (laughs) psyches. We had a conversation and we have decided not to make work for ourselves. Do you want to explain? Yes, this is something we are prone to do, to when we have a space of time where we don't automatically have to just work 800 hours a day, we will create work. Yes, we will. Whether it's meetings or thinking up new projects or working on things that have been on the back burner. Part of it is just being a TV writer. We're always looking for the next thing. And yes. part of it is, I think, just our, our personalities, um, which we need to just chill out a little bit. Yes. And I think something I've noticed recently that I think plays into this is that I think I feel like you think we should be working and you <laughs> think I think we should be working. Yes. And so oh we're God. both not wanting to let the other one down. Because I noticed that the other day, you're like, well, I think we could be done for the day. Is that okay? And I'm like, of course it's okay. For me, it works for me. And I realized, oh, she thinks like I want to be doing something. So then I'm like, oh, and you know, I think she wants to be doing something. So we're still working on Fantasy Island. It's just that again, we're in a new phase where now we're we're finishing all of the episodes, which there's just not as much for us to do because it's not our part of the process. We're giving notes and we're sitting in on mixes and things like that. But it's it's just a much less. And then that'll be done at a certain point completely. And you and I could say, okay, let's line up 15 general meetings. Let's do this. Let's do that. And we are actively deciding to have downtime. Yes. But in this case, we decided to to actually have a conversation about how we're going to deal with like these few weeks we have coming up where we actually could take a breath. And our impulse is like, work, 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 work. But this time we discussed it and feel like, I mean, we've been working so much. We really need and deserve just a little bit of time. I mean, just for our health, Sarah, honestly, like I need to focus on my health. I just want to do that now as opposed to, you know, in another few months. Oh, absolutely. I think between the pandemic and the way we've been working and constantly moving around and living on hotel food, the last eight months have probably been the worst months, certainly for my health and for yours as well. Yes. Ever. Yes. And you have to turn it around at some point, and now seems like the time. Yes. So we decided we're not going to take meetings just to take meetings, even though on this podcast we have said so many times, take the meeting, take the meeting. You don't know what it'll lead to. Take the meeting. We're not going to take the meeting. We're also going to try to um, consolidate the meetings we do have for Fantasy Island so that we're not, we can like be more efficient in getting work done and then maybe have some days off rather than having one thing at this time and another thing like the next day at 10 and then something at four. And then, you know, yeah. we're going to try as much as we can. Some of that's out of our control. Yes. 
Absolutely. But as much as we can, my hope is to not drive to your house every day. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, one thing, you know, we were talking about with Diane Fraser, our manager, is we just don't want to go searching for the next thing unless something crops up that we absolutely have to do because we love it. Normally, we, we just sort of throw ourselves at anything just because you never know what's going to happen, what's going to work out, what's going to pan out. In this case, we're saying unless we hear of something where we're like, we must meet on this because creatively we're just dying to, we're just not out there seeking at the moment. We will be soon enough. Yes. Part of it also, I think, is that we really love how Fantasy Island came out. Yes. And, you know, we all know how TV shows go. And usually they don't last very long. <laughs> Every now and then they do. <laughs> yes. But I think part of us is very hopeful that Fantasy Island is going to have legs. Yes. And that we won't have to find the next thing. We're just yes. so used to it. Yes. <laughs> that that's our sort of regular way of being. Yes. But we really love the show. The cast is so great. I know. Like, it's, it's beautiful. I know. It's so hard for me to imagine not having a season two. I don't want to jinx it. But like, yes, I think that is it. We're like, we don't, we want to just wait and let this play out. Yeah. Because we love it. And I mean, my my goal would be do, to be doing it for the next seven years, but certainly at least for the next year. So <laughs> yes. we'll see. So tell us, are you someone who makes work for yourself like we do? How do you keep yourself from working when you know you need time off? Send us tips. And we need them. We probably really just shouldn't speak, Sarah. I know. <laughs> is really the only way we can. Yeah, we should just block each other <laughs> on <Yes>. our phones. <laughs> uh, okay, well, there's one tip. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So please send more. Yes. Okay. Next up, we'll share how we both commemorated this crazy intense time in our lives. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it is time for Take a Hike, where we talk about physical, spiritual, and mental health. Today, it's mental health. And it's both us sharing something we did and offering a tip to others, which is buy yourself a gift to commemorate an important time in your life. We both did this recently without even talking about it. We sort <laughs> yeah. of separately did it to commemorate our time on Fantasy Island. Yes. So you did what I usually do which is buy a piece of jewelry. Liz, do you want to talk yes. about your beautiful jewelry? Yes. So 
I got a necklace. It's um, the designer is Monica Rich Cosan. It, it's sort of a gold pendant with little diamonds on it and a black steel chain, black steel chain. And what Sarah, you don't even know the story because I was sort of sheepishly doing this on the side. <laughs> But we were on set, and I followed this designer, Monica Rich Cosan, and I got this email that there was going to be a sale starting at noon. And uh-huh. it's like, you know, one of those sales where everything goes fast. Yes. And I have been wanting a gold necklace forever. And so at noon, I logged on to this sale, and it was everything half off. So that's oh a goodness. major sale when you're talking about jewelry. Yes. And there was a necklace, and it's actually a sample like it never made it into the collection so there was only one of them ever made oh my god and i was like I, you know i'm an underbuyer like i yes. normally don't jump and buy something like i ponder i muse i usually don't end up buying whatever i say i'm gonna buy but i end up in like 20 seconds i just grabbed this and bought it so that is my gift to myself and my commemoration of <laughs> season one of Fantasy Island. And I'm very happy with my purchase. Nice. Well, I have to say, I saw it for the first time today because I'm yes. recording at your house because my house doesn't have internet yet. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. I mean, it really, it's a statement piece. It's beautiful. You have Thank to post you. a picture. Yes. Okay. Make sure so, you do, and right now I'm so wearing pretty. it and the butterfly necklace from Mindy because that's my talisman. <laughs> she sent me a butterfly necklace for my birthday, and I'm like, I'm wearing this until we're done with the season. So I have both necklaces on. And yeah, it just feels good to be like, I did a thing. Now tell us what you bought. Okay. So I, and this is sort of both commemorating Fantasy Island and moving to Ojai. I bought a spinning wheel. I bought the spinning wheel that I have always, always wanted, but I didn't get it the first time because I was like, I don't know if this is going to stick. I, you know, I don't want to yeah. spend all this money on this wheel if I end up not spinning. So I got a great wheel, but it's not like the dream wheel, right? Right. And ever since then, since spinning did take hold, I have been looking for, because I am trying not to consume as much and being, you know, yeah. trying to be a little less of an overbuyer. So I found, after literally years of looking, a used, it's a shacked matchless, um, and I <laughs> found a used one that this textile school in Oregon was selling. It's probably never actually been used, and it Amazing. has all the extras so much stuff. And I just jumped. Same as you. I was just like, I am not waiting. I am just getting it. I'm not thinking about it. This is happening. Because it felt like such a sign that like it suddenly appeared yes. after all this searching. There it was. Like the That's how my wheel. necklace felt. Yes. yes. And you're like, I'm in. Anyway, so that is what I got. I think it will be arriving in like a week. And it's also, yeah, it's your moving to Ojai, your moving to Ojai uh, gift yes. as well. And the fact that it showed up like literally as I was moving into the house in Ojai, I felt like it was like an Ojai blessing, like welcome. Yes. You may Which, have your spinning wheel. 
<laughs> yes, and it's interesting, Sarah, because one of our directors on Fantasy Island, Kimberly McCullough, lives yes. in Ojai, and she said to you, Ojai chooses you, so everything will be fine. It will all fall into place because you're meant to be there. And then here this happens. So I'm I'm very intrigued by her statement. Yes, and she is coming, Liz, to our premiere night gathering at your house. So I will be sure to thank her. (laughs) Yes. Now I want to make a point. You and I both sort of made big splurges for these, for our, our commemoration gifts to ourselves. But this does not have to be something expensive because I also, in addition to the necklace, before I knew I was getting the necklace, I got a mug. You know, I love mugs <laughs> from the resort where we were staying that said, let's be mermaids, because we had all this discussion in the writer's room about whether or not we would do a mermaid <laughs> storyline. I kept pitching mermaid storylines and you kept saying, we're not doing mermaid season one. So I saw that mug and I'm like, okay, I have to have the Let's Be Mermaids mug to commemorate (laughs) Fantasy Island. So, I mean, that was, you know, $12. So this doesn't have to be something extravagant. It's really just acknowledging to yourself that you've done something and then it's... It sort of puts a period on it. It also becomes a memory. Like whenever I see that mug, I think of Fantasy Island and this necklace will make me think of this great adventure you and I had. And your spinning wheel will make you feel like you went through something and now your reward is to spend all this time doing something you love. So I think it's just anything we do to kind of make life stand out and not just be routine and mundane is a good thing. And I think yeah. these little things we do for ourselves have that impact. Absolutely. And I want to I state for the record, if there is a season two of Fantasy <laughs> Island, I am totally open to mermaids. All right, just good. Putting it out there. It's coming. Mermaids, people. <laughs> Fantasy season Island two. season two. There's going to be a mermaid. Get excited. <laughs> Okay, it's time for our Amplify segment in which we amplify the work of women and people of color. And today we are so excited to amplify a book that is coming out on August 3rd. Okay, Liz, this was your idea. And I have since sort of looked up all of the history behind it. And I'm now totally obsessed with this woman as well. So take it away. Explain. Okay, the book I'm amplifying is called Lady Parts by Deborah Kopakin, C-O-P-A-K-E-N. And it's a memoir, and I I pre-ordered it, Sarah. I'm so excited. I I haven't even read it yet. So hopefully, you know, I will love it as much as I think I will. Um, But there's kind of a story behind why I wanted to amplify this book, which I will get to in a second. But first, Sarah, why don't you read the description, and then um, I'll talk about how I even came to discover this upcoming memoir. Okay, so the description of the book reads, Lady Parts is her irreverent inventory of both the female body and the body politic of womanhood in America. The story of one woman brought to her knees by the 1-2-12 punch of divorce, solo motherhood, healthcare frogger, unaffordable childcare, shady landlords, her father's death, college tuition, sexual harassment, corporate indifference, ageism, sexism, and plain old bad luck. Plus, seven serious illnesses, one attack the other, which provide the book's narrative skeleton, vagina, uterus, breast, heart, cervix, brain, and lungs. She bounces back from each bum body part, finds workarounds for every setback. She transforms her home into a commune to pay rent, sells her soul for health insurance, turns FBI informant when her sexual harasser is nominated to the White House, 
but in her slippery struggle to survive a steep plunge off the middle-class ladder, she is suddenly awoken to what it means to have no safety net. Side-splittingly funny one minute, a freak horror show the next, quintessentially American, Lady Parts is an era-defining memoir for our time. I mean, I am in, Liz. Yes. Okay, Sarah, I came to this because Deborah had written a Facebook post in a group that we're in about how when she was a writer on the show Emily in Paris, which is a very popular show on Netflix, fun show, it was nominated for a Golden Globe. And while she was excited it was nominated, she couldn't believe that Emily in Paris was nominated, but I May Destroy You, which was another show out at the same time, was not nominated, right. which has a Black uh, English star, writer, creator, Michaela Cole, and is absolutely brilliant. We talked about I May Destroy You here on episode 172, and she just sort of wrote about the implications of why one was nominated and the other wasn't. And as a result, she lost her job on Emily in Paris, um, which, you know, I guess isn't surprising if you think about it. But so that spun her into a time where she'd really struggled. And she said, look, I've gotten all this sort of kudos for standing up and speaking about the Golden Globes. But like what I really need is for people to pre-order my memoir because I really (laughs) am struggling. And it really matters when you pre-order a book, which is why I actually did pre-order and why I said, you know what, let me just talk about it now. Because for an author, buying a book either before it comes out or right as it comes out makes a huge difference in sort of how it's perceived. So I said, let me look up this memoir she's talking about it. Then once I looked it up, I said, this sounds amazing. I should mention as an aside that she was good friends with Nora Ephron. So Nora Ephron makes an appearance in the book. We all love Nora Ephron, who obviously died. Anyway, I'm going on, but you get what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, in many ways, we probably have some of the same experiences that she has, you know, dealing with just sort of general sexism in Hollywood. And I... I can't wait to he- read her point of view because I she's hilarious. Like I read a couple articles yes. she wrote and she is so funny and I love she wrote something about her relationship with Nora Ephron and just like she's it all feels very b- vibrant and funny, which is exactly what I personally need right yes. now. Um, and it comes out on August 3rd, which will give me like a few days before Violet gets back from camp. Yes. <laughs> so so I'm going to pre-order it literally like as soon as we're done recording. And then I will expect it at my door on August 3rd. And I'm just going to like dive in. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to amplify that because I did think it was an interesting story uh, surrounding um, the Emily in Paris versus the I May Destroy You of it all. So see what you think. All right. Coming up, we have another Hollywood hack from Michelle, our production assistant in Puerto Rico, who was just a font of hacks. Yes. (laughs) Right after this break. Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hollywood. netsuite.com slash Hollywood. netsuite.com slash Hollywood. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack, which, as you said, comes courtesy of Michelle Ortiz, our production assistant, which is have a Mary Poppins bag. Okay, (laughs) this is genius because we all know people who have a Mary Poppins bag and we all remember them and rely on them. So first of all, if you don't know what a Mary Poppins bag is, (laughs) obviously you need to go see Mary Poppins at your earliest convenience. But it's basically just a bag that has absolutely everything in it. And Michelle had one of these bags to such an extent that it just started to be hilarious. Yes. I'd be like, oh, um, I need a hair thing. And she'd be like, but here you go. Oh, I can't find my pen. But here you go. Like every single thing, like Band-Aid, here you go. Like yes. she had in her, and it wasn't even a big bag. I don't know how it was possible. Well, what's interesting is I think I'd always thought Mary Poppins bags sort of just came to be naturally. And Mm. what Michelle taught me is that it's actually an intentional thing. Yes. She wants to have a Mary Poppins bag. She wanted to be the person you could turn to and ask for an item, and she magically, seemingly had it like an extra mask. Yes. And so I think she she put things in her bag that she thought, well, what might someone need throughout a day on a set? Well, maybe they get a blister. They need a Band-Aid. Maybe they need an extra mask. And so she sort of thought of all these things and put them in her bag and what was great about it was, one, it was very convenient for us. Two, it made her stand out and showed how much she sort of valued being there because she did mm-hmm. put thought into it. But also, it's like, it's a way, we always say when you're starting out, you're just looking for ways to be useful. Now, Michelle, as we said, had never worked in entertainment a day in her life. Right. So she's not, wasn't going to be someone who was like, hey, telling us a million things about entertainment that we could use, but she managed to be extremely valuable in her way, partly through this bag. Yes. What I thought was interesting about it is that it was evidence of her ambition and hustle. Yes, absolutely. She was that person who got on the text chains and, and again, as you said, had not worked in entertainment, but got on the text chains with, with the right people to know when and where we were shooting what so that if we needed information, uh, like really quickly, she had it. So it sort of carried over not just to the Mary Poppins bag, but into the work that she was doing and other things that we needed from her. It was very impressive. So she sort of like, she began became Mary Poppins. It it expanded beyond the bag (laughs) just into Mary Poppins. Yes. (laughs) But the bag was brilliant. And as you say, it's a way to stand out and distinguish yourself so that, you know, in jobs where you're looking to rise, you're looking to make an impression so that people want to work with you again, so that people want to promote you in other ways, 
having that bag. Like, we will remember that. It's interesting because we're always looking for things that are action items and also that aren't expensive, right? And this is both. It's like, it's something you can do that is achievable and it's not expensive to have a Mary Poppins bag. Exactly. It's just stuff that you already have. Yes, putting it in the bag. (laughs) That you think about and take time to put in a bag. It's, uh, I have a a friend who once referred to me as solid. She was like, Mm. you're a solid person, which I take to mean kind of like trustworthy and there if you need them. And her bag made me think, okay, Michelle is a solid person. Oh, interesting. You You are a solid person. I agree. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks. Yeah. So that's, that's, The Hollywood hack, courtesy of Michelle. Have a Mary Poppins bag. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, king of remote recording, and thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, have you gone for a hike yet in Ohio? <laughs> no, I've only slept there. Um, I think I've only slept there two nights. And the first, the first one, I basically rolled out of bed and started unpacking. And uh, then the second one, I came here to your house. I got up okay. and came to your house. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm really going to feel like you live there when you're hiking. Same. Oh my god, I can't wait. From the Onward Project.